0: hey gabriel blake
1: hey gabriel jose
0: where are we today
1: i'm sitting at home san francisco
0: are you looking at me like so surprised for something
1: no 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 i just i was like i wonder i should go like record from edinburgh castle it'll be empty anyway
0: (laughs) that's true but the music i mean the music it doesn't matter it's more like that that i see that they have on the smoking room yeah. It's as loud as it gets i've never heard an ac like just asking for mercy to put out of their suffering in any kind of intense way as that one uh but yeah i'm in chicago we are enjoying like a decent weather day i think there's like 22 degrees today celsius human yeah
1: it was like uh 75 or 80 today and when i got home my house has had heated up so much that it was 78 inside which i know is not insane but it's insane for san francisco
0: yeah 78 it starts being like the hot days yeah like the oh this is miserable yeah you guys need that 100
1: day i have an industrial size air conditioner so bring it okay
0: on. okay so uh what do we was this time
1: this was my pick i chose the 2009 film called lebanon which is actually an israeli film
0: oh it's israeli i didn't realize about that okay and why did you pick this
1: i picked this for a number of reasons i'm a little bit um not obsessed i okay yes i'm obsessed with the war in ukraine um i am very pro ukraine but um not not but and at the beginning of the war we heard all these stories about these poor conscripted russian soldiers who were told they were going on some sort of training exercise and then all of a sudden they're like fighting a war that they didn't understand and, and didn't believe in and um, we don't know if they didn't believe in it but we were told they relied really- to anyway, I just remember this as being a very compelling look at a war that young men were kind of forced into fighting without having the ideals that maybe their government had and I remember this being a fantastic film but I saw it in theaters in 2009 so I wanted to revisit and see if I still felt that way
0: no, that's completely fair. That's completely fair. Um, I didn't know anything about this movie, so it got me a bit by surprise. Uh, but about the synopsis, basically this falls the, uh, the war on Lebanon that it was basically like an Israeli partially invasion towards the Lebanon. Uh, and all of it takes place on the first couple of days of that war. And it follows the action from the perspective of a tank and the people operating it. Of course, no one has like previous war experience. A, it looks like they call like random people, more than anything else, random kids. And they were one of them was going to be like about graduating, one of them misses his mother a lot. Um, and we see most of the war most of the world we see like through the lens of the canyon. All of it. Yeah. It,
1: the entire movie takes place inside the tank, except for the opening shot and the ending shot.
0: Yeah. So we see that. Uh, so everything that is happening around is like basically like the camera just moving with a uh, crosshair. It's called, you know, like just pretending that they are like just the uh, aiming lens for the tank uh and as you were saying like the rest of it is like from inside supposedly from the inside of the tank and then at the end is that there is a bit more of uh the tank gets damaged i'm not going to go into too much detail into every specific you know like i seen um and then supposedly they surface there is a bit more of a closing the circle situation that the first shot and the last shot are almost the same.
1: Yeah.
0: With the difference that the tank is there. Uh, And that's the first time at the end when we see the tank from outside. But we never see absolutely anything on the tank. We only see like just people fighting and we are compelled to appreciate like the rawness and the cruelty of war of this kind of invasion.
1: Yeah, I agree. Are you still summarizing? Because I'm jumping no, uh, right in.
0: No, just coming, coming. <laughs>
1: um, first off, so I want to be clear, the film doesn't get into almost, well, it doesn't really get anything about the historical, like, reason this war happened. It's not about any of that. It's about these four young men. And there are a couple, like, visitors to the inside of the tank, including, like, a commanding officer, a dead body um a syrian prisoner um but it's not like it's not examining this is what happened in history it's just saying hey when young men with morals are put into war they're put into morally ambiguous situations and life and death situations and their bosses aren't always telling them the full truth and that's what it's about but because i was researching this actual war today um I find the similarities to what Russia's doing to Ukraine remarkable. And in fact, the. Uh, the
0: um, Was it, like the invasion? Wasn't it like just caused because they were like saw like uh, Palestinian cells that they were attacking from Lebanon? And it says that, oh yeah, we're going to be like invading the Lebanon.
1: Yes. And so Israel called it Operation Peace for Galilee, which. <laughs> And Lebanon fucking calls it The the Great Invasion or something because it's such a bullshit propaganda title. Um, And they lied to their soldiers. They sent them, they said, look, you just need to go do this quick mission and then you're going to have breakfast in Saint-Tropez, which is hilarious. Um, And then then we're going to go on to the next mission and we just see these four young men kind of, they're forced to... again deal with these morally ambiguous situations where they're like their lives are at stake and there's this opening the opening action sequence there's two kind of situations that show i think um the moral ambiguity of the choices made during war remarkably well um and i i don't know how in detail we want to get but essentially the tank is supposed to blow up a car that they assume is terrorist but the guy doesn't want to kill anyone so he doesn't and they are terrorists and then Israelis die and the next time they say shoot this car and he does and it was just a farmer with chicken yep. I, I just feel like that captured I don't know the, the horror super well and it struck me the so the the tank has four people uh, in it which most tanks do they have a driver a trigger man, a loader and a commanding officer, I think. Yeah, or
0: navi- yeah that's good. Go, Officer is what So, the,
1: the guy that's supposed to pull the trigger, is, what's his name? Shmulik? Hold on, I have everything right here. Sure. Um, yeah, Shmulik. He's the guy that's having to make the decision to kill people or obey orders. Um, and it's just horrifying. The guy who wrote and directed this was Shmulik in real life. So this wow. is what he experienced as a young man fighting a war he didn't understand against Syrians that they didn't even know were in Lebanon. Like it's just mind-blowing this, this to me. So he
0: actually was part of this invasion?
1: Yes. Huh. Okay.
0: I another part. That's interesting. Um what is gonna say? I have a question that usually would we'll ask like way much later. But do you think that this could be put on the stage of a theater play?
1: one hundred percent. I mean, there would have to be there would have to be some sort of visuals to show or to express the action happening outside the tank. Yep. Uh, whether that be like a projection screen or something. Oh the stage could just be the inside of the tank and these four guys talking and basically losing their mind and losing their morals and, I mean, they don't go crazy but they, they're they under a tremendous amount of stress and they kind of crack a little
0: bit. Well, I mean, I think that the uh, commanding officer breaks a bit towards the end. And, yeah. You know, and uh, it's true that the, uh, how do you say, the, uh, the driver, I think that it is, I couldn't stand the character. (laughs) Why? Because there are like several times that he goes into this kind of panic mode or under shock, and and he's like not doing anything. It's like he doesn't have like any kind of survivability instincts.
1: Agreed. And there's a scene where like the tank takes some damage. In fact, the tank continues to fall apart as the movie goes on, which you know obviously is a metaphor for the mental state of these four men. War or whatever, Um, but the 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 driver's like told to start the tank, which apparently starts like a car, and sometimes you have to push gas a bunch.
0: Yeah,
1: and he just couldn't compute how to turn on the tank when he like they were super in danger and being shot at, and I was like. It annoyed the shit out of me, but then yep. I also thought, like, we're watching these four men react to war in different ways, and do you think that it was believable?
0: I don't. No? I don't. I mean, because he already had, like, a panic moment earlier when he was like, well, this doesn't start. Let's just evacuate. And it's like, no, this is how you start the tank. Just do it. Just do it. And then it's like, oh, I don't know what to do. It's like, you just did it like 10 minutes ago. I mean, I'm sorry, but it's like, now it's like, it's your life, what is in the line. It's not only your life, it's everyone else's life that is on the line. And I just felt it's like, I understand that you're like trying to make a point about like these characters, like just breaking, you know, just like falling apart. But. Some scenes for me they were like too much on the nose. There was like this scene when they're like in the tribal like, in the travel agency. That you see, I don't know what is the first, oh Paris. You see the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. And then I think that it shows like Buckingham Palace or the Big Bang or whatever. The Big Bang. And then it shows like the uh, Twin Towers in New York. And when we saw like the first one, the Eiffel Tower, and it says that, like, oh, we are in the travel Agency. I told my boyfriend, they're going to be like showing like two or three countries, you know? And then we're going to be like just having like a zoom out and we will see like the devastation of war compared to these like idyllic scenarios about like the Western world and just see the contrast. It didn't feel, I'm going to be like completely honest, I don't think that it's a bad movie by any means, but everything felt really on the nose and the resource of using the crosshair of the tank for just observing like the desolation and the destruction of war is a good idea on paper but the execution require a lot of suspension um so
1: first off i want to go back to they also show the world trade center the world trade centers um
0: yeah twin towers sure. yeah
1: yeah is that what you,
0: did you say that sorry i said i said yeah i said the twin towers you know and at that point i actually thought it's like look on these three cities there have been like ton of terrorist attacks and a part of me was thinking is like these three cities are like part of countries that they have supported israel
1: but don't you think that's the point
0: i think that that's the point and i feel like it's like
1: okay you know it's like maybe
0: it's like that, that kind of thing not, not so much about like the twin towers but it's a bit more like is New York. Here there was like a pretty famous, you know, like terrorist attack. What about if it's a bit more of a reflection into it's like this Western world like got involved in supporting a Middle Eastern country for just allowing them to do like whatever the fuck they wanted? And then sometime later they got payback in the shape of terrorist attacks.
1: Yeah, for me, I, I hear that it might not have worked for you, but there is a lot. Like there's like these men wanting to be in other places that isn't this war they're being forced to fight. There's also like horrible things have happened in all those cities. Those countries have funded wars. Um, it's it's actually interesting. I, I went deep into the history um, in like 1980, and they referenced this at the very beginning of the movies. There's an uh, international convention that agreed not to use phosphorus grenades because they they, uh, commit. They cause horrific burns. Burns that I wish I hadn't Googled at work. Um, (laughs) 88 countries signed that convention, agreeing not to use phosphorus bombs. Guess who didn't sign it? Israel. America. And America has used phosphorus grenades, apparently only to light up or shroud like not on civilians like this I know, I was horrified, I was horrified, whatever. Um, and then I found out that Russia's using phosphorus grenades in Ukraine right now.
0: Oh, right um, now, wow.
1: Yeah, like, I the, I, I, can't even go into how much this film echoes what's happening in Ukraine, but regardless, you said it was too on the nose for you.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, sorry, I wanted to go back to what you said, like looking through the- The crosshairs. The crosshairs. In my opinion, it worked really well. One, because the shots we see are incredibly beautiful. I mean, they're grotesque and horrific and of war, but it does give this framing device that I thought was very interesting, but it served a second purpose where um, we're supposed to feel as lost and as betrayed as these four young men are. And the fact they're getting these incredibly ambiguous orders by radio and they're only able to see through this, uh, these tiny, I don't know, telescope is what you used. I don't know the term let's use that Mm. Um, I felt like it added a lot to the claustrophobia of what these four men were experiencing Um, so I hear yeah it might not have worked for you it worked for me wonderfully
0: no no no. I mean the thing is that I see what he's trying to do like that's the part that I felt like that's a bit peace but it's like he was not doing accepting the constraints of the medium you know he was using it as a bit more of a device like, otherwise, he couldn't be like just putting out like 99% of the takes that he does. Is that like when he applies like these zooms and then there is like a close-up. he's like, no, in 82, you are not going to be like getting these out of the telescope of a tank.
1: No, no I didn't think about that. I, I did think a few times about what technology would be like, but I didn't think about that. Oh. I know nothing about tanks. Yeah, it's
0: No, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Just finish it.
1: I was gonna say that Russia bought all these tanks that are smaller and they were supposed to be incredibly powerful, um, and safe for the people operating them, but they're just breaking apart like crazy. Because they're smaller, they have auto loaders just loading the shells automatically. Oh. So they only have three. Um Three crew instead of four but because they wanted the tank to be smaller they removed the safety wall between the men and the and the, the shells and so like the tanks and the russian tanks in ukraine are just like blowing up and killing everyone inside them because they took out the safety measures
0: um it's pretty was impressive I That's a... time article about this
1: last week before i saw the movie and i was like ah I know about tanks. (laughs) That's a pretty Russian thing to do, I feel. And they bought the tanks from China.
0: (laughs) No surprise. (laughs) No surprise about any of these. No, I mean, the thing... The thing is, like, with, with war movies, I just feel... Like if you're going to be like doing something like this, there is a this a pretty low budget movie. I don't know what was the budget, but it had to be a very low budget movie. Yeah. Extremely. I mean, you only see like the tank once at the end, like 80% of the movie, that is a well 80, 70% of the movie is that these four guys in a small studio. That is the tank. And then like the remaining 30% is uh, just through the crosshair. So you control a lot of what you want to show. There are no like open places. I mean, the only one is like when they're fighting at the beginning, you know, like they are shooting the car. But beyond that, there is nothing. I mean, that's the reason for the feel is that I think that I could be more interested in seeing this as an experimental theater play than just a full-fledged movie. That is true. It's, like it's on the nose. It's a conflict that I didn't know absolutely anything about. I also read like a bit about it. And I feel it's like, well, I'm going to be like saying something. Sorry to the audience. It's a bit like Israel being Israel. <laughs>
1: Let's not get political, Jose. Come on.
0: Uh, I'm not talking. I I'm not t- with
1: you. I I you. It's- I'm not,
0: yeah, I'm not talking about like an anti semitist kind of perspective, but it's like Israel hasn't been like the best neighbor.
1: Oh no, I, it's horrific.
0: <laughs> and the thing is that like, they haven't been like the best neighbor, and they have like a significantly more founded, you know, like military force that allows them to do stuff like this.
1: So I, I just looked it up. The budget was 1.4 million, and there are a few scenes. Particularly the the scenes outside of the tank where you can say, well, this is a very small, focused set. Um, Yeah. But they, I I wouldn't, I would say it's not distracting. And there are some impressive visuals of explosions. Uh, Not that this isn't a like action film, but like there were some scenes that felt real, like when the family was being held hostage on the second floor. Do you remember?
0: Yeah, yeah, I remember that scene. I was going to be like saying something about it. I remember like when I when I saw it, I rolled a bit my eyes for something, but I don't remember what. Oh yeah, I think I think that there was like a bit more of a comedy factor to it. That the first thing that you see is like is the uh, the husband like just like screaming, and then you see like a terrorist, and then like the next scene is like the terrorist like holding the woman. The necessary is that the terrorist holding the woman with the husband next to it. The necessary is that the terrorist holding the woman with the husband screaming at her feet, and a girl next to it. And the necessary is that the terrorist holding the woman with the husband, the kid, and someone on a wheelchair. This feels like a ridiculous escalation of the situation.
1: That is not how I remember it at (laughs) all. I remember the (laughs) terrorist holding the dad hostage, and then the little girl running to protect her dad, and then the mom chasing after the kid to pull her back, and then they kill the dad and hold the mom hostage. We can rewind. Then the tank kills the girl.
0: But didn't you see like the wheelchair too? The the what? The wheelchair.
1: I don't recall a wheelchair.
0: just if you can still like rewatch it is i just watch it that is seen because i feel it's I understand that this about like just creating impact but it gets to a point that it almost feels like you're to trick a joke (laughs) almost like just adding like one more factor to the scene
1: um i'm looking at the wikipedia article this one the golden lion at venice
0: oh cool that's nice yeah, I'm not saying that it's a bad movie.
1: No, 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 sorry. I just meant, shouldn't this be a more well known film, in my opinion? Or maybe it just won the award and wasn't that good. <sighs>
0: I think it's good. <laughs> I know, th- I, I had the feeling that you love it, you know? Um, but uh, I had the feeling that we cared like way more for Pandora winners than the lion, the Venice lion.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: I mean, there have been like, times that I actually have gone back and it says, that, hey, who won Cannes that year? I never check like, who won Venice at all.
1: Neither do I. But it's also not uncommon for me to go look at the list of Palm d'Or winners and having never heard of some of those
0: That's fair. That's fair. But at the same time, is that you think that is a, there is going to be like something out of this. And the thing is, like, you check them. But with Benny's, I'm... It's almost like just thinking about like the uh, film festivals from Spain. Said, like, yeah, they exist. I'm going to be like checking the winner. Nope. Am I going to be like checking like the Sundance winners? Probably not either.
1: But that's a good point. Like one year you won't have heard of what won at Sundance, and then the next year it'll be Reservoir Dogs.
0: True, but how many times did that happen?
1: Um, I it happened quite a few times. Like um. Fuck well so there was sex lies and videotapes that launched soderberg reservoir dogs there was beast of the southern wild that got nominated for best picture mm-hmm. um there's there's a lot that's gonna anyway i get your point yes are we gonna check who won at sundance this year but somebody oh last year it was um it was that film about the death family
0: Deaf family
1: the family,
0: family, that won the Oscar for... Oh, God, that's true. Right. And it's exactly why Apple bought the rights for that movie. Yeah.
1: I I get it. Yeah, we don't pay attention to Venice as much as, like, I pay attention to... Trump.
0: Oh, yeah. Most. No, but I think that Sundance sometimes, sometimes may be a bit closer to the American sensibility of what may win Oscars.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would say that that's true. <laughs> no, I would say that's very true.
0: <laughs> I mean, "Weepless" won like uh, the grand jury prize. Oh, wow.
1: Didn't uh, J.K. Simmons win? Yeah, he won for that. He won an Oscar.
0: Yeah, I mean, that movie's good. Yeah, I
1: like it. Uh,
0: but, you yeah, know, I think that kind I respected respect them for just being a bit more out there. A bit more about like we a, a, really it's more appreciate artistic. it. Yeah, it's more artistic. You're absolutely right.
1: Sundance is, is built to sell films, specifically not like honor the artistic merits of. I mean, again, Top Gun 2 just aired at Cannes today, so it's not like Cannes is this completely integral part of the. Art <laughs> wait,
0: wait, 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 wait! Are you telling me that it was part of the official selection?
1: No, I think it's part of the one where the studio is kind of like... I mean, uh, that Dan Brown novel the The Da Vinci Code uh, screened again.
0: <laughs> in the official selection?
1: I don't think so. It got booed, by the way.
0: <laughs> it didn't get like a 10-minute ovation, a standing ovation. I mean, the thing like just seeing short buzz, but that was in Sundance.
1: Yeah, that was a, that was a Sundance film.
0: Okay, yeah, that's fine. Uh, now, I'm curious about like the 3,000 years of longing.
1: Oh, me too.
0: Yeah, because I like I like Idris Elba and Tilda Swinton. And George Miller, I like Mad Max.
1: I do, too. Do you, do you remember that it got nominated for Best Picture? I, th- I think so. I, I don't remember that.
0: I think that I remember it. I remember, like, just saying is that this is probably, like, one of the best... As a movie, I think that is like, the best blockbuster ever, or in a very long time, because it's like it's a 100 blockbuster but it feels like it's really well made
1: i think you're forgetting about jurassic park
0: in a very long time i specify in a very long time and dude i'm sorry to tell you jurassic park was a very very long time ago
1: that's fine
0: yeah uh but about okay, wait,
1: we're straight way far from uh, yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah definitely uh so I like it. I didn't suffer like watching it or anything like that. I just felt... I just felt like the limitations of what they were like their medium, that it was like completely self-imposed. For me, it pushed me away from what it was supposed to be the emotional payoff.
1: So would you call it a gimmick? Yes, definitely. Okay. And yeah. I would call it a device and I think it worked for me and it just didn't work for you as well.
0: But what I what I think is like, it's a bit more about the execution per se because I can actually see this like just being like a good device. But for me, it just felt like, look, if you're going to be like doing this, you have to try to make it as realistic as possible. I want like the grimy, aspects of it you know and just the limitation just give me they don't have like the full picture they don't have like this like hey i have like any angle that i want you know i can do soon, i cannot do soon, it's like no just give me that the kind of feeling of being lost on this reality
1: i hear your your arguments yeah um and evidence to back it up i just feel like again it, it didn't doesn't matter no, 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 it, it, it worked for me. Like, the attempts were solid and made me feel things, and
0: apparently it didn't feel. Yeah, No, 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 and honestly, I respect it. You know, I 100% respect it. It's like, for me, just, it was just frustrating, because it was like, I, it's not bad. It's, there is nothing wrong with that. It's like, I appreciate that someone is, like, trying to do, like, a spin like this, you know? Because when you were telling me, it like, hey, is like, that's boot, butting a tongue, I was expecting a bit more of a budget, you know, because this could be a tank, like it could be this room.
1: Oh no, I just meant it takes place inside a thing, the entire thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically the only time that we see is like is on the last scene and probably it's even like just like something made with, how do you say, uh, like a cardboard.
1: I actually, I wanted to look up when Buried was released because I'm like, I bet the guy who made Buried was like, "Look at Lebanon, let's do that with Ryan Goss or Ryan Reynolds in a grave."
0: Don't speak shit about the guy that I made. <gasps> Buried
1: came out in t- two thousand ten. Come on.
0: And this movie came out when in two thousand nine. <laughs> a year is not enough for that. I don't think I that know, there is I like know. the right. There is no direct inspiration and don't mock the only director from my home area. That
1: I is didn't popular. Li- yeah, I liked Buried. Okay.
0: Maybe we should watch Buried.
1: He's from Galicia?
0: He's from Orense, if I recall correctly. Oh.
1: Dude is handsome. Is this him? Sorry, Oh
0: uh, yeah, 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 I see. Yep. Yeah. Thank you.
1: He looks like that famous soccer player.
0: Nice. I don't know, but yeah, uh, he's from a small village in Orensen so not that far away from my hometown.
1: It's also interesting to remember that this was kind of the peak. So first off. This is a time when Israeli film kind of had like a reawakening, and it started to produce some really good stuff. And apparently, they're very obsessed with this specific war. Um, but it's also a time when it was kind of the peak time for American films about Iraq. So this was like the time of. Um,
0: you know that thirty.
1: No, I think that was after. But this was the Hurt Locker. Um, oh yes. Yeah. Repo, which was a documentary that was a very well received so it's just interesting to consider what was happening in the world at that time and how it yeah. impacted things and um yeah it was interesting and I'm. it was what an hour and no 97 minutes I think with credits uh, it's a fairly succinct film so at least you're not stuck in that tank with piss and shit and blood yeah <laughs> Too long. <laughs> no, no that's true. Uh should we go over the questions? Let's do it.
0: Okay. Uh will you watch it again?
1: Uh yeah. Yeah. Uh, in a couple of years.
0: <laughs> I I don't think so. I don't think that I will watch it again. I think that is like if they're playing it on TV maybe I would stay, but I don't think that is like one of those that I would go like out of my way for rewatching like, watching
1: it did you watch this with your boyfriend? yep oh yeah you mentioned that earlier did he like it?
0: uh yeah I think that we both finished the movie like a bit cold Do you know a bit more about it like, eh. it was just a way of actually like passing time it has like higher aspirations but they don't materialize for us would you recommend it?
1: Yeah, I would recommend it to you, even.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true because you had already like, just watched it once. Um, for me, I I cannot think about like any situation where I would actually recommend it, you know? Not because it's bad. I mean, if someone asks me, like, would you watch lebanon is like, yeah, why not? You know, if you haven't watched it, just watch it once. And maybe for you, it works. But I don't think that if someone asks me about, like, hey, you recommend me, like, a war movie? I'd be like, Apocalypse Now.
1: That's a good question. What, what movie would I recommend? Let's uh, think about that. I'll bring that up at a later <laughs> date. That's no, I, I because I very much enjoyed this film. I think it's good. I don't like horror movies. Like, I, it, It's really that's hard right, for yeah. me to watch them. It's not like when I when I see them and I see that it's good, I'm like, okay, that's a good movie, but it's really hard for me to get excited to watch one. So anyway.
0: Yeah. I mean, the thing is like, a, I just feel like the topic that this movie treats we have seen in, in many 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 other war movies and, and I th- Apocalypse Now
1: I yeah see I just don't buy like those men knew who they were fighting and where they were and why they were there and I think that the big point about this is these young men were just All of a sudden they said, hey, we're in war now. And they're like, why the fuck are we fighting Syrians in Lebanon? Why are there Syrians here? Like, that's the point is that they were tricked into this or forced into this basically. And that's what this film explores that other films don't.
0: Being forced into a war.
1: I mean, that one dude is like, but wait, I get discharged in two weeks. And they're like, oh, no, you're in war now. (laughs) <laughs> like they had no idea this was happening and it's them struggling for a day trying to figure out, hey, why aren't they telling us the truth? Why are there Syrians here? Who are the phalang I don't know that word phalangist, which apparently are air. Yeah. Uh,
0: I didn't know that because phalangist is a term that we use in Spanish for hyper right winged people.
1: how interesting. A phalange is a finger. In yeah. English. Yep. Yeah anyway yes there are good war movies but i do think this has a unique angle that i haven't seen before
0: i only see the the gimmick of the time honestly no 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 not the not the gimmick the, the
1: whole i
0: know thing. no 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 i know i know that for you it's a bit more about like hey these young people are just thrown into a conflict that they don't understand it's like unique i had a feeling that i've seen like a stuff like that before you know, because to some aspect is that some of the folks in a, in Apocalypse Now is that they are fighting a war that they don't want to fight, you know, and they just it's, get out, sorry.
1: Uh, I can differentiate them in my head, but right now my mind is combining the deer hunter with Apocalypse Now. I'm like, wait, Meryl Streep was in Apocalypse Now, right? No, no, she wasn't.
0: <laughs> no, uh, no, at least not in my version. Um. But uh, in any case, uh, it's fine. Uh, I I don't think that I would recommend it because exactly what I said like I just feel there are like more meaningful, transcendental war movies out there. I would even recommend like a tournament as a war movie.
1: I, I don't think you could compare any epic-scale war movie because that's not the point of this. <clears throat> it's not looking at the entire conflict. It's just looking at several hours in the life of four young men. It doesn't talk about why, you know, all that history we discussed, it, they don't even address it. Um, so, like, comparing it to a World War II film, just, it's like, maybe if the World War II film was, like, five hours spent on the beach, uh, uh like, what's... The,
0: what about Dunkirk then?
1: I didn't see Dunkirk, so I can't speak to it. But okay. as I understand it, it's enormous and Oh yeah. that's the one with the three stories.
0: Yeah, it's the one with the three stories. And this is that it's like Christopher Nolan and you know how he likes to do like yeah. characters don't matter. And this a bit more about like the characters per se. Okay, thinking about it. I may do like a couple of shows later and just pin you with some uh, like examples of it. Yeah, please do uh could you remember it
1: not well but yes okay like specifics of the plot no but i've never forgotten this film
0: okay because it's the second time yeah uh i honestly don't think that i would remember like much more than the the Richard tank and they saw, like, how about the movie, Through the Crash Cars. Oh. And even with that, I'm still, like, doubting. I mean, someone would have to tell me, say, do you remember Lebanon? And i say, wait, what? Yeah, the movie with the tank. It's at that point, I remember. But I will not remember, like, what was the conflict? For sure.
1: The man versus...
0: No, man. I mean, like... <laughs> no, I mean, like, the invasion of the Lebanon days for us, you know i mean i would just think it's like it takes place in the libanon but probably i'm not going to remember that oh they are israelis like invading the Lebanon. is there anything artistic about it
1: um i was it's weird because i like this movie and the answer i think is i guess the I guess the answer is no. Okay. It's like the direction is solid, but there's nothing besides like trying to look like you're in a tank, which actually reminded me of how they filmed The Descent (laughs) when they weren't actually in a cage.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh, Oh, what a good one. Which was was that?
1: The acting, the writing, it's all solid, but nothing stands out as like, wow, this film did this super well, which surprises me. Because I really did like this film, but I can't think of something I would call out as artistic.
0: I'm going to go with Jess, because I think that at least the idea of just recording the outside world through a limited camera, the idea is good. The execution, I think that is like pretty Wishy-washy. I think that is that you cannot get a camera like just directly. You know, do whatever the fuck you want with it, and then just doing like some metallic noises, and just say it's like, this is this is the crosshair, this is the telescope of the tank. It's like, you don't get away with that. But the idea, I think, that is artistic. If it's good or not for me, is not properly secure. What do you, what do you think
1: about the? It's not the final scene where we see the tank from outside, but do you remember the second-to-final scene?
0: Well, they're on the temple and they're running away or something.
1: No, the the prisoner of war they have asked to use the bathroom, and it happens in real time.
0: (laughs) So they open the box.
1: I, for me, I don't, I seriously, don't want to give away spoilers, but for me, the fact that they did that in real time, and you just saw the demoralization of both of the, those men and how pointless all this shit was, I was like, wow, that is a killer second to final scene. I was curious if it stood out to you or not.
0: Uh, it felt awkward, you know, that kind of scene, but definitely yeah. I won't remember that <laughs> scene.
1: Okay, that's
0: I fair. I was, because even like the awareness, I just felt a bit weird. Like the guy that was, like the other guy, sorry, he was Syrian. The Syrian guy, the, he was like, just from time to time like staring into the other guy, and the other guy was like, just trying to avoid any kind of uh, eye contact. And I Is he flirting with him?
1: also the fact that he got morphine as a prisoner of war I was like can I I, 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 do
0: you think that this is a timeless piece yeah yeah on that I agree I think that the topics of war they're always like remaining there I mean this is a story narrated well like 27 years after like that specific conflict and I think that it captures like of that cruelty of the situation yep. uh, would you turn this into a TV show
1: no I would turn it into a play um, but I think the length is right especially for what it was trying to do of just this tiny space um, I again I, it, it was as long as I thought it should be I wouldn't I think it would lose more if it tried to have a wider scope of what it was addressing
0: yeah, definitely i don't think that this can actually just be like transferring to anything else but the stage you know nfl is like it would be like a very interesting a bit avant-garde kind of play but you could actually just play in one of those like small theaters with 50 people in the audience is that maybe this this will work maybe this could be like just a bit more like this intimate kind of uh feeling it could make, elevate the idea. Turn into a TV show, it could be like, just probably putting too much budget into it.
1: Interesting. There's a, there's a playhouse here in San Francisco that focuses on either works about the Middle East or works written by people in the Middle East. And it's a really good, like the stuff they put on is excellent. And I'm like, I kind of want to ask them to do this.
0: <laughs> I, what is it called?
1: It's in, it's in Petrero Potrero. I'll send it to you.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh, I think that you told me about it. You told me it was like yeah, just not that far where you still do. It. Yeah.
1: Before the pandemic shut everything down. So.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you think this movie could have been better?
1: This is feedback that I almost never feel, and I don't want people to think that the low budget det- detracts from the experience. But I do feel like with maybe a couple more million dollars, this could have been visually more compelling. Yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, for me, so so. yes, I told you, there is like, a yeah, guy. you're going to be like just doing this. Is that like you have to commit to it and you don't, you cannot get away with like just putting like a crosshair, you know, like on editing on top of whatever the heck you wanted to shoot. If you had to do this properly, if you want it to work. So, yeah. Uh, So, before we score these, last week I actually asked you, you remember Bottle Rocket? Uh, Any movie that you want to ask if I remember?
1: Yes. And while I think of that film, I just wanted to call out one fact that I found really interesting that this was the the writer director. It's his first uh, film, came out in 2009. And he didn't release another um, drama until 2000, I think, 17. Interesting. Yeah, pretty crazy. I would like to hear what you remember about the science of sleep. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, It's funny because when we watch uh, Nine Days... I started remembering like all the Missile Country movies, and I thought a lot about uh, Be Kind Rewind. I also thought about like, the science of sleep. And the science of sleep follows Gael Garcia Bernal. I love him. I know. Uh, as he was in a copy place, they made photocopies, and the guy. The what?
1: I had forgotten that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So uh, the guy basically mixes up uh, reality with sleep. So everything in his house is like a bit weird. And if you apply the kind of right imagination, you can just be almost like in a dream world. And uh, the movie is about like his relationship with his neighbor that just moved in, if I recall correctly, and how he falls in love with her and how he tries to just like get her attention and just lure her into that wall of dream and fantasy.
1: And at the end he doesn't get the girl, right?
0: Nope. Okay. Nope, he doesn't. He is her.
1: All, all I remember was that um, he came to Paris to live and, and there was a love interest. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, I think that's fine. I mean, I watched it a couple of times. In any case, and do you remember like the scene when they are in the copy place, and the dream is that he has like giant hands?
1: It sounds vaguely familiar now, but I don't remember it very.
0: Yeah, well. it's almost like a proto, proto scene compared to the uh, everything everywhere yeah, like ones up, of the I hot dog fingers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we get it. You didn't like that film. That great film. <laughs>
0: Let's see if you remember in a year or two. Let's see. Because it's going to be a fun conversation. All right. uh, Should we score Lebanon? Uh, Yeah. All right, cool. So as this was your peak, I have to score first. And my score is going to be a 6.5.
1: Mine lowered a bit from this conversation. And I'm going to give it a 7.5.
0: So not that different from each other. Uh, I like it. I mean, I like it. I didn't dislike it. You know, I think that it was a bit more of one of those things about like, this could have been better. I mean, but it's like, you have to be like more honest about like what you're trying to do. Otherwise, it's what you said. It's like, is it a device or a gimmick? And for me, it was like a gimmick in an hour and a half. That is fit like, yeah. tire.
1: And that difference is just subjective. So. No, no, no,
0: of course, you know, it's like this is what cinema is, Is like, and I was thinking about it, you say, like I hate that after watching so many movies, you can identify how the sausage was made, you know, and as you know how it was made, is that you have to apply like more suspension of disbelief, you have to just change from the, I'm going to be like the cynical reviewer, like just looking at this into the, I'm just here for the right. And the problem is like on this one, for me, like just being for the ride is required like way too much. That's
1: fair. I respect
0: that. uh, So as this was your pick, I guess that I had to pick up, pick the movie up for next time. And uh, as we haven't been going to the cinema for a tiny bit, I think it's time to just go to see like something recent probably when this podcast comes out this movie could be in VHS or on Betamax who knows uh, but yeah next time we're going to be talking about Men by Alice Garland another A24 movie
1: you love to love and hate
0: A24 <laughs> yeah I, and you know the half of our conversation next time is going to be about A24 not about the movie, about the Twenty Four. What?
1: Looking forward to it.
0: I and, uh, and to those ten, five, I don't know how many people listening to us. Thank you so much for listening. And um, anything else?
1: I'm. I'm not going to tell you to wash your hands, but if you're listening, go look up the Golden Lion winners of all time. Let <laughs> us know what we should watch because I can't name one off the top of my head. <laughs> okay. No. Let's. We should do the exercise. Okay. Bye.